Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM Channel 80. Your podcast can download us. Download the ESPN app, one app, one tap. Say play ESPN on your smart speakers. There's Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. D hater can't hold Matt back. <laughs> you know, uh, well, you can call me a, a hater, but I grew up a Knicks fan. And it took James Dolan to move me off that position, and it took decades for him to do it, but he did it. So you're a Brooklyn Nets fan now? That's what you're trying to tell me? I mean, I, I honestly, you want to know what, who I root for when I No, I, don't, I want, don't say the Lakers. It's true. He doesn't want you. So he's I'm saying the, the mayor Lakers of Lakersville. He's saying the Lakers. Man, don't nobody Lakers, even know you out here, Max. You going out there for a couple it. years is not enough for them. Exactly. You know what? Tweet that out and see what the response is. You're LeBron James to us, Max. We're that, renting you. That, that's true. That's true. I'm a bit of a, I'm a, bit of a LeBron so Wilt thing. You're on a layaway sure. plan. Okay, kid. fine. I'll take he's it. He's on a layaway plan. So Look. the question is, is Max the mayor of Lakerville? Is yes. that the question we're putting? Yes or no on the social Knicks media? The Knicks are getting closer. I, yeah, sure. The mayor. Uh, the Knicks are getting closer to officially uh, being eliminated from the playoffs. That is a familiar position from them. I, I found it hilarious last year when it's like, everyone, you know, like, we're going to get out of the first round. No, that didn't happen. But they did make the playoffs. They seemed to be going in the right direction last year. Yeah, I told Jay that was a fake playoffs. Well, last night, Trey Young put on a real show at Madison Square Garden. 45 points in a 117-111 win over the Knicks. I, what was nuts is I read it in the Sports Center read. It's like he is only the sixth player with 25, 40 career, uh, career 40 point games. He's only the sixth player ever to do it, and he did it already. Was this Trey Young, though, throwing shade at MSG? Listen to Trey Young after the game talking about the booze at Madison Square Garden. Were the booze as loud as you expected them to be tonight? Nah. No, nah, I couldn't really hear him for real. It, it wasn't even that loud, to be honest with you. Don't take that away from Knicks fans. The one thing Knicks fans have, even if the team isn't doing well, at least they can be passionate about booing the other team. That's almost a low blow from Trey. Tell me where he's wrong. That's not the point. Tell me where, who won the series last year. Yeah. Who won the game? Who dropped 45 on your head on your court? Who made miraculous play after miraculous play and then even to play at the first quarter told everybody, yeah, calm down. Calm down all your rants. Who's six games ahead of the Knicks right now for the playing spot? They, they have the 10th spot as a playing spot. Five more games left. And I'm getting my free Tom Ford suit from Stephen A. Smith that told me with a bold-faced lie on national TV that the Knicks were going to make the Eastern Conference semifinals. <laughs> oh, I remember that. Oh, I remember that. Oh, Key, what kind of suit should I get, Key? I'm you, know what, a nice you know what's one. a little unfair to do to Knicks fans, though, you that way? That's like forward. putting string in front of a cat and saying, no, don't not. jump at it. A Knicks fan can't help it. They get a little glimmer of sunlight. They're going to go for it. Yeah, but they, you, you could look, – look, if you go back to last year, man, and I understand Julius Randle had a, for him a historical year and should we pay him, should we not pay him? I knew, and I ain't, I knew that the Knicks wasn't like that. That was just a year that, you know, they was inspired. They had a, a new situation going on, and they were playing guts in New York. But it wasn't going to carry over into this year because the Celtics were going to get better. The Nets certainly are going to be the Nets. The Bulls were going to get better through free agency. 
Milwaukee had won it to chip. They weren't going to go anywhere. Well, what you're saying, he, Key, is the other teams have good players. The Knicks. Yes. Like, what happened with Julius Randle last year is the three ball was falling. That's it. He was taking a lot and hit and hit his three-point he was connecting on threes at a, at a career-high rate, and he was taking a lot of them. Otherwise, he was the same dude. Same dude. And everybody was like, oh, he finally – well, I think we finally found something. It's like, nah, yeah, you found, man. You know what you already had. He, he had it – you know, the three was – and so I, I'm with you. The Knicks – that's why to me, Jay, R.J. Barrett is the whole key to everything because he's so young. I always look at what someone's doing at a certain age to see what the ceiling might be. If R.J. – everyone's like, oh, R.J. Barrett's no good. He was like 19. He's like, what, 20, 21 now, right? It's okay, though, man. But, but key for a 21-year-old player, he's quite good. But see, here, but, but, here's the problem that I have with this right now, and I, I think R.J. Barrett is a major piece on the chess set for the future of this organization. But what I'm seeing right now, and we heard Tim Legler talk about this when he came on our show an hour ago. When you have a coach like, like Tom Thibodeau, Key – he typically comes into teams that are veteran-like built. And I go back to a conversation I had multiple years ago with Carl Anthony Towns where he's like, yo, when you got a young team, a lot of guys are trying to find their way. All this hard coach, in-your-face, drawing lines in the sand, it don't rub people the right way. People will check out. So when I see that first off, and then secondly, I'm like, what are you doing, Knicks? Aren't you developing young talent to build them up, to utilize them as trade assets? Why isn't Obi Toppin playing in the entire fourth quarter, why are you playing Todd Gibson? Especially right now. Exactly. Thank you, Key. Emmanuel, quickly, you build him up. Continue to build him up. Build up your young assets so you can then utilize him as leverage but see, if you to want get to do that, middle market guys to your team. If you want to do that, Tibbs isn't the right guy. If you're trying to build up assets. That's what I'm saying, Max. Uh, uh, Dan Tony's the but guy. Why, but why in this part of the season when you're not going anywhere, he's not the right guy? You, what, what you want, uh Six more wins on your overall no, 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 record? Key. No, no. The, the idea being like, if you have D'Antoni, right, fast-paced, lots of threes, then you have guys averaging 18, 22 points who are, and like we just talked about Julius Randle, they're fine, but they start to look to people like they're better than they are. Now you can make moves, start to flip guys into better players. Yeah, Thibodeau but, but ain't going to do that, that. But, that. but my whole point, and I think Jay's whole point is, we're at a time in a season where no matter your wins and losses ain't helping you go nowhere. The only thing that's going to help you go somewhere is by glossing up and shining those young players up so people can look yeah. at it and go, ooh. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. He, Tibbs is so the he should be dude. doing that. But, but he, but that's just not – it's like saying to a leopard, change your spots. Well, Tibbs he's the wrong damn guy to be coaching a team then. Yes, that's what we're saying. We're all we're, – we're agreeing in an argument somehow. We sound like we're disagreeing, but we're saying it's the same discourse. thing. It's called discourse. So, okay, but, but discourse. Look, the Knicks are, are 12th in the East. They're six games behind the Hawks, as you mentioned. Um, they're not making the playoffs – what who should be on the Knicks' dream list of players? Dream list. But, right? I know but, they're in cap hell right now, too. Right. I mean, look, eventually maybe John Moran, but always that happens in year six. The year before free agency, second time, because the first time, no one ever leave, leaves the money on the table in that first extension. Dream list right now? Ja is years Dream off. list right now? Yeah. Bradley Bill. Br- number one? Bradley Bill. Does Jay. not want to be in D.C.? What'd you say, Keith? Didn't he say he was going to stay? Guys say they're going to do all different types of things, but I'm saying to attract a prolific scoring guard that you could put next to an R.J. Barrett 
Then maybe you get a Jalen Brunson from the Dallas Mavericks. You get guys like you start building a you series. You still need of your court. best player. I understood, yeah. yeah. But like Bradley Bill could be your best player and a prolific scorer. You're talking about one of the most gifted scorers yeah. we have and in can the attract, NBA. And can attract a true MVP. Or at least start the process of doing so. If like Bradley Beal is your second best player, can you win a championship? Yeah. As your second best player. I, I think if you were to put Bradley Beal right now with LeBron James, that would be an interesting combination. You ain't lying. So you get LeBron, you taking LeBron to New York? No, no, I'm just I, he was just <laughs> asking the question about if Bradley Beal were your second best player, yeah. where would that put you in a championship hunt? I'm like, you put him with LeBron James and you got some bigs. I'm not saying A D couldn't be that. But yeah, I like him in that trio way more than I like Russell Westbrook. Right, so like I, I look at it and I say, oh, okay, gosh. Julius Randle, Bradley Bill, R.J. Barrett, you're working with something right now. What about Zion? I don't know about that one though, Jay. What do you mean? R.J. Barrett, Julius Randle, and well, R.J. Barrett Bill? is more of a slasher key. He likes no, no, no. I'm talking about I'm talking about when we talking about championship. Yeah, I'm, I'm not saying. Look, there's nobody. There's not one player that you can get. I mean, Dame. If Dame wanted to come east, right? Like, what other player are you realistically going to have a shot at getting that can change the trajectory of your franchise? Like, nobody's going to be a guy that's going to take the Knicks automatically. Well, what if they got Zion? Like, that's Zion. still not going to get you to a championship. But, yeah, I don't think. In terms of what you guys are talking about, I'll take though, Bradley Bill over Zion any day of the week right now. For but this he's team. The, the same age as RJ played on the same team in college, and has All a history sudden, of injuries. A, you got no question. But suddenly you got a young nucleus that could maybe develop together if you slid the right veteran in. I love Zion when he's healthy. Key, I, I feel like we're starting to have the same conversation like uh, with AD over his. But like we're talking about AD now in his career, we're talking about Zion early in his career. Like, we're having the same kind of framing of the narrative for both. When they're healthy, they're beasts. I don't know when they're going to be on the court. Like, the durability of Zion Williamson is a major thing. We're not even factoring into who is he listening to, who's helping him make off-court decisions as it relates to the Pelicans and some of the issues you have around that. We're just talking about sheer, is he available? He, what did Parcells used to say about who to not listen to? You don't listen to you, – you don't, you don't listen to – Reporters, news people, families, girlfriends, wives, friends, all of that, because they don't know what's going on in the building. Saying you need a point guard in New York, you need somebody to help with that. Could that be a Jalen Brunson, somewhat on the cheap maybe? Could that be a John Wall, his situation in Houston? Is that someone that you're interested in? That would be, once again, cap issues how, that we can deep, how, dig how, deeper into. But how, hard would it be, how hard would it be to get the John Morant? What's that, three years from now? So I, they're, they're definitely going to extend him. I mean, they're going to give him a max extension. I, I don't, I don't and, see. And, and if he doesn't want the max extension, what happens? He Jay? could force his way out. I, I just, I, I don't, I don't see John Morant being that guy. like, I don't like the way you guys treat me here in Memphis. I mean, they're third, third or second in the West right now, and they have a li- listen. If you pay attention to what's happening to the Golden State Warriors, seeing when Steph is going to come back, they've lost three in a row. Draymond Green was up there last night. Talking about after their loss, like they lost to the Orlando Magic. Lost to one of the worst teams in the league, right? Shows you a difference of when they're all three not together. He's coming back later. We'll see what happens with them. You talk about the Phoenix Suns that don't have Chris Paul coming back until later, maybe the playoffs. No, I get it. Like they could be in the NBA Finals. But, but, but you could be a star, man. You come to New York, you could be a star. We got this for you. We got that for you. You the guy, blah, 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 blah. You don't think that'll play? I do think that will play. But I don't. I don't know. Memphis has been doing everything the right way surrounding him with talent. The whole thing is for the Knicks to be in a position 
to convince John Morant in a couple of years that he wants to play in New York? That's the question. So if you're key, I'll flip it on you. You're John Morant. Say you do want to be a star. You do want to be in New York. Do you trust the organization of the New York Knicks to surround you with the type of talent to help you win a championship? I, I See, you asking me now, I would have to say I got to rely on my agent in his relationship with their front office and West and those guys to do the right thing. Because I know me. I'm the guy. So at the end of the day, I'm going to be able to do what I need to do. And if I want to be a star, there's no better place than New York to go chase that. I'm just saying, to me, you're looking at the East. The East, top to bottom, the depth is there. It's a better conference than the West. I look at the West. I'm like, all right, how much longer is CP3 going to play? Realistically, like that's the engine. That's but like- see, I feel like I feel like now, no Jay, young athletes don't even be looking at like, oh, the East is this and the West is that, and I can go in it. I think they look at how can I be a star, and how can I get that. $20 million a year shoe deal being in New York versus okay. that $2 million shoe deal and being the in the great ones And the super great ones want to see where can I be a billionaire eventually. John right? Morant has the mentality where he would come to New York if he wanted to. He wouldn't be afraid of anything. Yeah, yeah that's what I'm saying. Lights. He just got to know that he can win there. He, he that's, can't well, be that's dysfunctional. That's my thing. You have to know and have trust in your front office to help you get there. Keyshawn J. Will and Max is brought to you by Dollar Shave Club. The Dollar Shave Club six-blade razor brings noticeably smooth shaves with six stainless steel blades for swift hair removal and a lubricating strip that keeps things smooth. Dollar Shave Club razors are sold at dollarshaveclub.com or... In stores, we're going back to the NFL to play, believe it or not. Evan, what we got? Yeah, so Matt Miller brought up something interesting. We've all been thinking about it. Like, we've seen this offseason. Teams are willing to move on from their quarterbacks very quickly. So, I want to know, believe it or not, if these teams don't make the playoffs in 2022, very specific, if they don't make the playoffs in 2022, they will have a different quarterback in 2023. Let's start, believe it or not, uh, key with the Giants. Daniel Jones won't be there if the Giants don't make the playoffs in 2022, believe it or not. Don't? Oh, uh, not. I should say not, right? Because no. he ain't going to be there. You believe it. No, no, you believe, you believe it. it. Oh, I believe it. it. Right. Yeah. They won't make the playoffs, then he's gone. He's out. Okay, I believe it. I believe that he's going to be gone if they don't make the playoffs. For shake. Hell, he's going to be gone week six. That's what I'm saying. We're going to see TT, Tyrod Taylor. Like, like, I, <laughs> Tyrod Taylor was a little too good of a player to bring the backup Daniel Jones. Oh a little too goodness. good. Yeah, the way way too good, not a little too good. I tell you, like with a new head coach in town, a new GM in town, Jones is is their guy for right now, but he's not their guy. Try like this man, one, Evan. G-T if they might make... still be the quarterback in in charge of land if he stayed healthy. Yeah, try this one, Evan. If they make the playoffs, Daniel Jones will have already lost his job. How, how's that one? And I hope I'm wrong as a Giants fan. I want to see Daniel Jones thrive. Especially as a Duke guy. But How about Matt saying. Miller, ESPN draft analyst, was on with us earlier. Here's what he had to say about Daniel Jones. I think they, they got a bad quarterback right now, and, and it'll be interesting to see how long he is the quarterback there, especially peeking ahead at next year's quarterback class. It looks pretty good. Uh, I would be interested to see just how long Daniel Jones is the quarterback before we see Tyrod Taylor because, I, I mean, to me, he's just he's not the guy, and he wasn't coming out. It's not his fault he got drafted too early. It's Dave Gettleman's fault that he got drafted too early mm-hmm. because he fell in love with him at, a, at the Senior Bowl. Man, you know what, Evan? I was so shocked, and I didn't want to jump back in, but he had a third-round grade on him. Mm-hmm. 
You know how bad that looks on the Giants and Dave Gettleman, a third-round grade, and you took this dude in the first round? Sixth overall. And then, Key, the next year, Justin Herbert sitting at six, and they're like, no, we got our quarterback. We're good. And a lot of people thought they should have taken Dwayne Haskins. That was just a bad quarterback draft, except for Kyler. Let's go to the Jets in New York. Believe it or not, the Jets will have a different quarterback in 2023 if Zach Wilson can't lead them to the playoffs in 2022. Believe he'll be the quarterback. Believe he will be the quarterback. Wait, so you're saying not? Wait, this, but not, not. <laughs> yeah. I keep screwing it so up. Confused. Not. Yeah, he will be the quarterback. He, there's no way they're moving on from him after one year, fully healthy. There's no way. Yeah, I, I'm with you, Keon. Not like, look, he's still in his rookie contract. You have to give him some time to figure out. And he played well down the stretch in the season, Evan. I mean, I've heard you talk about this multiple times, taking care of the ball like he had glimpses. Uh, not. It's, they, put a, you know, they put a too high a draft pick on him. They're still developing players. He will be the quarterback because they got too much invested. Kelvin Beecham, the offensive tackle for the Cardinals, told us yesterday that Kyler needs to grow, show a little more leadership. So if he doesn't and they miss the playoffs – in 2023, believe it or not, that the Cardinals will have a different quarterback. He not. They're getting ready to pay this dude three hundred million dollars or something crazy in the quarterback market this summer. They're not moving on from Kyler Murray. Look, I've been one of the having fun with Kyler Murray since he's been in this league. Just tongue in cheek, he is a hell of a football player. There's no way you move on from him and you just sign. Steve Kimes, the general manager, and Cliff Kingsbury, the head coach, the extensions, and you're moving on from Kyler Murray. Not a chance. Facts. Speak the truth, Key. Not. You don't move on from an elite quarterback like Kyler Murray. Where are you going? Like, what gets you better by moving on from him? Nothing. I believe it. I'm not saying it's definitely going to happen, but I'll say this. Kyler Murray has a maturity problem combined with a size problem. Like, at a certain point, when, when people want to invest – over a quarter billion in you. And Key, they were getting ready to do it. They were fixing to give him the money, and he put his foot in his mouth publicly for nothing. And, and he's got his own teammates like he's got to grow up. It could be a problem if they don't win. No, that, that's true. There's no question about it. everything you just said. Growing up, not, <laughs> not his size, but his maturity. <laughs> that's you what he really meant. Soon you said you, you got to stop bigger. laughing. <laughs> I could because as soon as I said it, I started thinking about it. But you're right about it, and it, it, it's it's a tricky situation. But you drafted him with the number one overall pick to be the future quarterback of the Arizona Cardinals. You're not moving on from him because you're going to pay him. This summer, he's going to be a $40 million quarterback. All right, two more I want to get to. The Ravens and Lamar Jackson. The Ravens will have a different quarterback in 2023 if they miss the playoffs in 2022, believe it or not. Not, not. Despite what people think about Lamar's ability, he's, again, he falls into the same category as Kyler Murray. He is the guy, former MVP, taking him to the playoffs, he got banged up last year. Beginning of the season, he certainly was an MVP candidate. And you're getting ready to give him $40-plus million a year. In fact, he may get 50-plus. I was going to say, like, all these extension talks, they're holding off for now. But watching what happened with Watson, with Rodgers, all these big-time deals coming out, he's going to get paid. Plus, you built the whole team around him in the power run scheme.
If this was – it's an interesting question. Evan, if this was another division, I would have to think about it a little harder. But the, either Lamar Jackson, Deshaun Watson, someone's not – you know, is going to have to miss it. Uh, uh, um, who am I missing? Uh, Lamar Jackson, Deshaun – Burrow. Burrow. No, Joe Burrow. Burrow. How or, do you miss your guy? Wait a minute, wait a minute. Or Mike Tomlin. What the, like <laughs> someone's not making the playoffs, so it might be Lamar Jackson. He's still the quarterback. I don't know. Could go to the playoffs. It, all four teams would have to go. But Lamar could win the Super Bowl this year. I mean, it could happen. All right, one more. He's going to have to get a huge payday after next season. I know they give up a lot. But if the Broncos miss the playoffs, believe it or not, that Russell Wilson will not be there. They'll have a different quarterback in 2023 if they miss the playoffs. Key? Not. If Russell Wilson wet the bed in Denver this year, they're still going to back up the Brinks truck. In fact, I predict prior to the start of the 2022 season, Russell Wilson will have a major $300 million contract. Not moving on. I just After you saw the first family photo key, he ain't going there for a long time. <laughs> I yeah, still he- got to tell Sierra, stop letting Russell Wilson dress you, girl. Highly unrealistic. I do wonder, though, if at a certain point, they didn't want to pay. I think he's right, though. They're going to give him the contract before it ever becomes an issue. It would be interesting to see what happens if it did become an issue. But I, it, before that ever happens, they're going to lock him up. So uh, that's it. That's Believe It or Not. There you have it. The Sweet 16 is a family affair this year. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really... Who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 80, Neil Ivy, Notre Dame women's basketball head coach with us now. Good morning. What up, coach? Good morning. Good morning. How you guys doing? Neil, can you still shoot that thing? Of course. That never goes away. Oh, I remember that. I'm with you on that. <laughs> Five seed Notre Dame plays top seeded NC State Saturday, 11:30 a.m. Eastern on ESPN in Bridgeport, Connecticut. Uh, Neil, what was the first conversation with Jaden like after you both made it to the Sweet 16? Well, he, I mean, he made this long list of texts, just like, "Mom, I told you we gonna do it. We did it." Um, yeah, it was awesome. We FaceTime. We always try to FaceTime after the game. So he was he was so excited. And then when he went to the Sweet Sixteen, you know, I did the same thing. So it was it was a lot of it was it was amazing. 
You know, I got to tell you, I, I sent your son a DM just saying, out of all the guys I've seen, I love the way he plays. He's just – you could tell he respects the game and he loves the mm-hmm. game and he plays it with a passion. I, I, I'm so curious how you personally have balanced – because I, I know your passion. I know you for a long time. How you balance being a head coach <laughs> while also being a fan of your son and watching it. Like, how do you do both? Who Well, I'm – kind of use condition to be able to wear so many hats um just raising him and um so yeah so luckily he's only two two hours two hours and 15 minutes away so I just kind of try to break my schedule down each month and 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 look to see okay which games can I get to what scrimmages and just work around that and then just try my best to be as present as I can with him it sometimes is difficult February I barely had a chance to see him because of my schedule the ACC schedule but you know God has made a way for us this far, and I feel like, you know, this year I got a chance to get to more of his games than I didn't think I, I, that I thought I was going to get to. But I just try to adjust and navigate. Hey, Coach, Purdue plays Hi. on Friday. Hey, what's up? How you doing? I'm good. How are you? Man, I got. I, I'm, I'm trying to manage this coaching voice, so excuse me <laughs> if I sound a little raspy right now. Doc Johnson, <laughs> sound like Doc Rivers. <laughs> so, so coach Purdue plays uh Friday in Philly and you play Saturday morning up in Bridgeport. Now I know you're going to try to make that little 3-hour trip down to Philadelphia to watch your boy play, right? Absolutely. It's already in the plans. Hmm. <laughs> Hold on. That so that's quite luck- a, that's quite a plan. How are you you're going to drive, you're going to you're going to take a puddle jumper? Isn't that like 3 hours <laughs> each way? It is, but uh we practice I'll be done with my practice on Friday. I think they said like 2.30. So I'm going to hop in the car, get there, go to the game, probably leave that after the game, come back, and then get ready for my game. So it's going to work. I'm excited. Coach the fact said, that we're the same kind of – go ahead. No, go ahead, Coach. I said the fact that we're, both our regions are within driving distance, that's a blessing. Uh-huh. So you, you, so you're excited about that. Then if they win, will he be able to – I wonder if they win, will he be able to come and travel to see you play? Um, Coach Craner will probably tell me a hard pass, so he'll probably t- say no to that. <laughs> you know, I- I'm curious for you guys, how, like how are tape sessions with you guys? Like, talk about like a, a son and a mother. You guys spend time together, but do you guys ever break down games? And I'm curious, what do you see from a basketball perspective about where your son is and where he can go? Right. Well, I actually do more of, uh, especially this season, because, you know, last year, Jaden was kind of under the radar until after Ohio State, then defenses started locking in on him more. So this year, I just have been kind of studying, watching, scouting how they're playing him. So I don't necessarily watch film with him, but I literally break down, look, Jaden, this is how they're guarding you. This is how they're guarding up the ball screen. You have to work on your pull up going to the left or whatever it is, you know, and he'll receive it and he'll be like, Ma, just. And guys said, you got to get a ton of pull-ups, you know, get a ton of jumpers or whatever the case may be, and then he'll go do it. But I haven't had a chance to really sit down with film with him. But I, I, this year I've been, like, trying to give him any information that I feel like could be helpful um, as much as he receives. And he's he's really coachable. Like, he's really – he really asks a lot of questions, especially the last, last couple of years. When he was younger, you know, he didn't want to hear anything I had to say. But now he's gotten older – you know, he's been really locked in to, and asked questions, and he's very receptive to me kind of, um, you know, sharing anything that I see when I'm watching. 
being a coach and everything, when did you realize, what age did you realize that Jaden was going to be like fire, a special player? I realized probably he was always, you know, super athletic. He was always had a lot of energy. Being the only child, I tried to put him in a lot of team sports, so we tried everything. And then, you know, he did football, he did everything. And then probably around seventh grade, eighth grade, you know, we, I, I found, I found, I finally found like a, a AAU travel ball that was, you know, high, more high level than the area, local area in South Bend. And after his freshman year, so around that time, after his freshman year, he kind of went back and forth with JV Varsity in high school. And his mindset changed after that. Like, he was like, Ma, I want to go to school early. Drop me off at 6 a.m. And, and then he started – he wanted to work out in the morning before school. And then after school, he was in Notre Dame's gym. Like, so I, th- I saw the shift then. And then it started when he would play, you know, high school and he played AAU. I could see that the improvement. I could see that he was starting to, you know, really – like not just play, but like dominate. You know, I, I saw a change in, in everything. But I thought the mindset was the thing that I was like, I mean, this inspired me. Like I'm dropping him off at six, then I'm going to work because I'm, I'm already up. So I just feel like his grind changed. And then it, it started, you, I could see it on the court though. Like, you know, AAU, he started, he just started being more high level. He started being able to play with some of the best guys. Um, and, and top names, bigger names, because he didn't really have a, you know, he was really under the radar as far as rankings go. And he would go up against um, these guys that are, he'd be like, Mom, this, this guy's ranked top 20. And I'm like, and he could, he could compete with them. So I would say around that time, um, eighth grade, freshman year, that, that really was a shift. Mm-hmm. Neo Ivy joining us, head coach of Notre Dame basketball here on Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. You know, I got to ask you, if you beat NC State, I'm not trying to have you look forward to your next opponent. I know you stay focused on the opponent in front of you, but if you were to beat NC State and UConn beats Indiana, how good would that be for the sport to get that rivalry game on that type of national stage and March Madness for a berth to the Final Four? I mean, just like you said, I'm 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 going 40 minutes at a time, but yes, I I think that would be amazing. Um, for for our game um, to get this to have that matchup again, um, I mean that would be incredible to go against Gino. But you know, NC State is is where my focus is. But again, I, what I do love is that there's so much parity in our game right now. You have so many upsets that happen. Um, you know, Creighton. I mean, it's just it's so it's so much parity. Um, so many more uh, t- talented teams that are that are in the conversation. And I think that's amazing, and I think that's going to help grow our game. So you were in Memphis as an assistant with the Grizzlies for John Morant's rookie season, and he has taken the world by storm. What stood out to you, or what has stood out to you about his rise in the NBA, Coach? Right. First of all, I'm not surprised at all. Um, The first moment, I mean, I've watched a lot of film of him um, before coming to the Grizzlies, so I have an idea of of all the guys. And, um, And so I was like, wow, like this kid is so athletic, so talented. You could tell he was just scratching the surface. And then just being around him, he he is so coachable. He would text me after games. Now, again, I'm first-time assistant on the in, in the NBA level. After our first game, coach, what do you see? What do I need to work on? And he's like that with everybody, Coach Jenkins, all the coaches. He's, he has um, he has this uh, – he wants to get better all the time. And that, that was my first impression of him. I'm like, first of all, high character, but a kid that – a young man that is already really gifted that wants to know how to get better right from the beginning. And then 
to see his improvement after after the season. Um, he makes everybody better around him. He's just he's a sponge, and he's worked on every aspect of his game. He's worked on his strength, his body, worked on his jumper after the first first second year. Um, you know, he's one of the best again downhill. He's just I think just he's just the sky's the limit for him because he's just going to continue to work on every aspect of his game. But he's just gifted. Like I mean, he has a gift. Um, he's explosive. And um, his what I love about him the most is his confidence and his swag. Because you can tell the way the Grizzlies play. When they step on the court with him, they think they could be anyone, in a, any, anytime, anywhere. No matter where you put them at, they think they're going to win. And I think when you have that type of um, hold on your team, the way he leads, um, and the energy that he brings, and the swag and confidence that he gives the guys, I think that's what makes the Grizzlies so special, and that was, that's what makes Josh so special. The LIV Notre Dame women's basketball head coach and mom of Jaden Ivy, who according to Jay Will, top three easily pick in the draft. You mark Easy. that down. Thanks, Coach. Appreciate you. <laughs> All right, Neil. Good luck. Thank Get you. It. Thank you. Today. ESPN goes all access, a behind the scenes with one of the hottest teams in the NBA, the Memphis Grizzlies. All day exclusive coverage as Malika Andrews connects with superstar Ja Morant, styling with big man Jaron Jackson Jr. And Jalen Rose hits the film room with Desmond Bain. Also, live from Memphis, catch NBA Today at 3 p.m. Eastern and NBA Countdown at 7 p.m. Eastern, all leading up to Nets-Grizzlies at 7.30 p.m. Eastern. Grizzlies All-Access coverage continues on ESPN. So two simple questions, guys. Are NFL quarterbacks brats? And am I, in fact, the mayor of Lakerville? The answer to both of those next. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric E-Bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about Electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, Electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus. Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S.com. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. All right. So the stuff outside the octagon, you know, Maz Vidal and Kobe Covington got into it outside a restaurant. 
10% said they wanted us to talk about that. Choose your own adventure. You vote on Twitter. KD on John ja Morant, 12.5% wanted us to talk about that. Trey owns MSG. Trey Young, 47 How points. How many did he have again? Huh? How many points? 47. Wow. A lot of points. A lot of points. But in a runaway, 56.6% of respondents are quarterbacks becoming brats. Roy Butler tweeted, shout out to Aaron Rodgers for staying with the Packers. When quarterbacks leave, sometimes not their fault, like Brady, Ryan, Stafford, and Russell Wilson, it makes you really respect 12. He could have left like these guys, but winning another Super Bowl in Green Bay would be, and then he has a fire emoji. Are quarterbacks becoming Bratsky? they always been brats to me. And I've said this many times over, and, and people try to defend them. It always say, well, the wide receivers are the divas and the brats. Quarterbacks have always been that way. Some of them had two lockers. They go out of different entrances and exits, come in different entrances and exits. They isolate themselves from the team. It's not anything unusual. Now what we're seeing is, I want full control. I want control. If I can't have control, I want to take my ball and I want to go home. So I wait mean, a minute. They've a, always been brats, but now they're further empowered? They're further empowering themselves to the point where the organization has to depend on them so strongly, so much, that they just, you know, they just do what they want to do, essentially, or say what they want to say. And everybody glosses over it, which is crazy to me. Well, look, if the organization acquiesces and gives you the power – and if you have – I guess I'm so much more used to this because in the NBA, NBA world, guys have been exercising their power, and it's been known from the beginning, right? Superstars would always do things like that. Hey, I want it this way, and either we're going to work together or I can force it, my way out. And it's been that way in football too, Jay. I always got treated a different than other players on the team. But what I would say is people, if by and large, always say the receivers – are the issues, but we are seeing a rash of quarterbacks become the issues. Russell Wilson, he fought his way out of Seattle. Uh, uh, Green Bay and Aaron Rodgers, he held them basically hostage for two years before he made a commitment. Then you got Kyler Murray scrubbing his stuff clean. You got Tom Brady playing games back and forth in and out of retirement. And and, and so Baker Mayfield, I ain't playing. Y'all went and got Deshaun Watson. I want out of here. You got all of that going on, and people gloss over it. But as soon as a receiver tells somebody something, it's a problem. All right, I'm standing up for all receivers. I'm <laughs> standing up for all wide receivers. <laughs> Look, here, I don't give a damn. Here's what I think. You know the Blind Side, the book, which was excellent, and then they made it into a movie, The Blind Side. Yes. Right? Still hadn't seen the movie. That was really about how valuable the quarterback became. Because then protecting the quarterback became super valuable, right? Because Lawrence Taylor is ending careers, and you got to stop the guy who's paid to go get the quarterback from, from killing that guy. So that's what I think is really going on here. Every sport wants more offense. Look at the NBA, Major League. They all want more offense, more offense, because it sells, right? So with more offense comes rules to protect and boost the offense. Protect the quarterback, boost the offense. That makes the quarterback more valuable than ever. And if you have a position that is that valuable and you are elite at it, you now have more uh, power than ever before. Quarterbacks are more empowered than they have ever yes, been. Yes, they, they, they are. They, they, they've always had the power, and they've always been valuable. But not like but, this, Key. Not like but, this. They're whiny. 
and the whiny is starting to come out now. It's yeah, starting it's to public. come to the yeah. surface. It, before, it was all behind closed doors. You know, I don't really like that guy. I think we should move on from him. Now they just loud with it. Like, ah, oh, we just going to roll with it. Yeah. You would never, ever see a quarterback scrub his uh, uh, social media. You would never see that. They would never do that. Ever. But Kyler Murray did. Yeah, the Kyler Murray thing is, that's that's next level. But, well, like, I, I mean, I, what are we talking about? Five guys? Five, five, six guys? Out of, it's still not the majority. No. Because- oh, and that's not true, Jay? And on top of that? What are you talking about? Four or five receivers, three receivers, two, <laughs> maybe one. Yeah, that's right. You, you damn right I am. It's about time. Let's make it even if we're going to make it even, baby. I, I, I think, of course, it's going to be five, six guys whenever, when you talk about quarterbacks because those are the – if you chart everything on anything on a bell curve, right, like most people fall in the middle. Some exceptionally good and bad people fall on either end. You're only – if you have a league of 32 teams, to be elite, you got to be one of the top – five or six-ish, right? Those are the quarterbacks that'll throw their weight around. Yeah, quarterbacks, they throw their weight around. But this is is a a unique situation this year, just seeing how things have kind of uncovered or whatever. But the receivers, back to the receivers again. (laughs) We've always – Just do the whole segment on the receivers. (laughs) Look, we've always allegedly been the problem. Well, now the quarterbacks are the damn problem. You didn't hear DeAndre Hopkins complaining. Quarterback. Now. Keyshawn J. Will Take and Max that, Jay. is <laughs> presented by Progressive Insurance. Me, I didn't say anything. And Max, Max, don't, Max think I wasn't listening to him many years ago talk about how diva-ish of a receiver I was. <laughs> he must have been listening to the radio about 20 years ago. Or whatever, happen, but, or you call no, I don't. For a guy who never I sat down know. and talked to me or met me or anything. No, he's he just running his damn mouth. No, he's, he's, he's making Bing that up. Bing bong. He's not, Bing bong. <laughs> yeah. I, was, I was a Keyshawn Johnson fan. No, I'm not a Jets fan. That's the thing. <laughs> Lies. Uh, you still are a Keyshawn Johnson fan. It's okay, Max. Uh, Keyshawn, J. Will and Max is Water presented back. by Progressive Insurance. We're back tomorrow, 6 a.m. Thanks for listening to Keyshawn, J. Will and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, Electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C ebikes.com.